And an earthly hello to my fellow horror enthusiasts. Welcome to the latest episode of the Writers of Horror podcast. Today, I am thrilled to have in my clutches the amazing Reed Alton from the metal band Osiren. So welcome, Reed. Hey, thanks so much, Julie, for uh, for having me here. I'm happy to be part of the, uh, the, the podcast and to, uh, uh, to kind of join the community. So happy to be here. Thank you. No problem. It's a pleasure to have you. So before we start asking Reed some questions, let me give you guys a little background about Osiren. Osiren is a Canadian progressive symphonic metal band based in Calgary, Alberta, my own city. So how excited am I? It consists of the vocalist Reed, who's here with us today, guitarists Christoph Stomach, Bobby Harley, bassist Tyler Corbett, and drummer Cody Anstey. Bridging the gap between traditional European metal styles and the influence of their homegrown contemporaries, Osiren has created a unique sound of their own. They formed in 2012. They released their debut album, Harbinger, in 2013. In 2017, they released King's Bane, which leaned more towards the symphonic power metal style. And Foundations was released in July of 2020. It spent nine weeks on the Canadian charts with 11 appearances across various stations, reaching number two on CJSW in Calgary and number six on the Earshot National Loud Chart. Osiren was nominated for the 2021 YYC Music Awards Medal Recording of the Year for Foundations, and they took home the 2022 YYC Music Award Medal Recording of the Year for Kingsbane, the Deluxe Edition. Now, their newest album, Momentous, was released in November of 2022. It's available on all major streaming platforms. It takes the modern and progressive sound and feel in Foundations pushes it even further, and includes the singles Dominion Day, Beyond the Sun, and Anunnaki, which all landed on the Spotify editorial all-new metal playlist. Now, I'm really fortunate because they are from here or currently based here in my city, so I had the Metalhead's dream experience of hovering by the lip of the stage at their album release last November to celebrate the launch of Momentous. There couldn't possibly be anything more exciting than absorbing their music live and clutching a physical copy in my hands. Now, leading up to this album release, I followed their posts really closely. And between the artwork, the lyrics, the production quality and the release strategy, I saw similarities in releasing an album and a book and realized how much authors and other creatives can learn from this amazing group of talented musicians. So now let's get going with Reed here and let's start with the basics. So from what I've read, and you can correct my errors here, Reed, is it all started with Christoph and Bobby writing music. But once you and Tyler joined the band, the direction took a different path. So can you tell us a little bit about how Osiren came into existence and how the band has evolved as the different members have joined? Yeah, certainly. Uh, thank you very much for that intro there and uh, with all the backstory. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot cooler when someone else reads it out loud than, uh, than ourselves. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, cause this is kind of a little bit of a long story, so I'll keep it short, but, uh, just stuff and Bobby, um, you know, have known each other and been in bands together since they were teenagers and, uh, they were based out of Sarnia, Ontario, out East and, uh, well, I guess East of where we are. Um, 
And uh, about a decade ago, they moved out west for a change of scenery, uh, both uh, in their professional lives, within the music industry. Um, and they made that, that jump together. And at that point in time, they were in a band called Morbid Theory. And then uh, they decided to rebrand themselves, kind of change it up, and they renamed the band Osiren, which is what we have today. Uh, that's why we're. That's why we say we we formed in 2012, uh, even though Bobby and Kristoff have been, you know, together in a band longer than that. And then, um, yeah, they they went through a couple lineup changes, some inconsistencies, up and downs. They did release Harbinger, and then uh, in 2016, 2017, I joined the the, the band, and, and Tyler joined the fold as well. And then a few years after that, Cody and we consider this to be the first true complete consistent lineup and the one that we um have moved forward with for about five years now and have released um foundations momentous a re-recorded uh well a remixed remastered version of king's bane with cody and uh this next uh, record that we'll be uh, putting up together uh hopefully within the next year or so so it's been uh, mm -hmm. it's been good it's been a long journey but it's been uh, a great ride and, and we've formed great friendships and and we can't wait for the next chapter together. It's be great. Right. Well, and you're from when I saw you guys live and had great chance to talk to you uh, before and after the show and actually meet the other members. Definitely. Uh, there's a certain amount of like chill, relax, and definitely you guys have a really good camaraderie between you. I really enjoy that. So what I'd like to ask you about first is momentous. Um, from what I've read, again, you can tell us the truth, is that the band feels this is your strongest album to date, that you've taken the modern and progressive sound that you created with Foundations, but pushed it even further. So just tell us a little bit about that and Momentous itself. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, for any artist, whether you're an author, a painter, a musician, um, whatever, um, whatever medium you, you are a part of or that you pursue your craft. And I think you're always trying to push yourselves anyway and always trying to put forward the best that you could possibly do. So I think that's uh, a true reflection of this record where I think that we pushed ourselves and not only our musicianship and, and some decisions we made as individuals, but as a band and as a unit, I think that we got a little bit more collaborative in our writing. And I think we got a lot smarter with our writing. So I think the songs, the directions... Everything's a little bit more cohesive, a little bit more in one direction in the way that we want it to go. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I say Momentous as a whole is our, is our best work. And I think that it really encompasses our true style, like what we're trying to go for, which is dark. It's ambient. There's a lot of heavy passages, but there's also breaks where it gets, you know, maybe maybe melancholy or maybe a little bit more kind of lower and, and kind of more eerie and mysterious but overall i think that we really kind of captured our sound truly for the first time and, and that makes it very exciting for this next record that we're going to be writing here soon because it means that we have uh, an idea of what we are and where we're going which is really cool so yeah i really that resonates with me because i have uh, written a number of books and i know other authors too would feel that where over time you really start to feel like you're getting your voice and more confident in it so there's so much parallel between, yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter what kind of creative you are. There's a lot of parallel in what we feel. Um, on that note, I want to ask you about the remastering of King's Bane, because in the author world, um, I have encountered other authors who have, for whatever reason, 
remastered and relaunched a book. And I've always admired the confidence to do something like that. So what I want to ask you about King's Bane, the deluxe edition, um, it seems that there were quite a few changes, including remixing, remastering the original recordings, and even rewriting certain tracks like Viper Queen, Viper Queen, Grief Maker, and Razor's Wind to reflect your evolution as a band. So can you tell us a little bit about what your primary motivations were for taking on the remastering and how that worked out for you guys? Yeah, well, um, you know, I think the very beginning of it was uh, obviously we released Foundations right kind of in the thick of COVID. Uh, at the beginning of COVID, I mean, we had planned obviously to have a proper release, do some touring, do the the normal the normal stuff. But COVID threw a wrench into those plans as well as everyone else's. Um, and so we were deciding as a band creatively what we could do to keep our ourselves in the mindset of people, especially because Foundations is really a a great launching pad for us, and we started to get some attention overseas and and starting to uh, gain a fan base that way. And um, through our management and through our promotional and marketing companies, we uh, reluctantly at the beginning uh, came up with the idea of um, uh, re remixing and remastering uh, Kingsbane and, yeah. and then re-recording some, some songs like you had mentioned with Cody on the drums because the, uh, the drummer that was in the band at that time was Trevor um, for the original Kingsbane. So it gave Tyler, who does all the mixing and, and uh, um, engineering, mixing and uh, mixing engineering work for us in the band, to kind of take another stab at that record because he did that, you know, uh, at that time uh, six years ago or whatever it was, or five years ago, and um, and then it gave Cody a chance to to put his own spin on some of these tracks. So it was really just a way for us to kind of keep back in the kind of keep within the the realm and the world that we were trying to, you know crash into and, and keep our name floating around. So it turned out really well. We're really happy with it. Obviously we don't want to be doing um, that all the time. And it was something that I think with the circumstances and the, the economic and, and climate that we were in as a, as a society that yeah. just kind of lent itself to that. So we, we're happy with it looking back now, but I don't think we do that anytime soon again. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> not easy. It's a lot of work, um, but when you released it in May of 2022, or sorry, 2021, um, mm -hmm. it had 26 Canadian chart appearances over 15 weeks, including five times number one on CGSW in Calgary and number one for the month of August on the Earshot National Loud chart. Probably a bunch of other things too, but obviously you had some really good success in this relaunch. So good for you guys to take that on and do all that work. I mean, that's just amazing. Now let's talk about, oh yes, of course. Let's talk about some of your appearances because I mean, you guys have made some really cool uh, appearances recently and have some really exciting ones coming up. So uh, I see that you were finalists in the Calgary edition of the Wacken Metal Band in 2019. You were at the kickoff show at the 2021 Loud as Hell Festival on the main stage for the 2022 Loud as Hell Festival for the 10th anniversary. And recently, you guys aren't going to believe this, but recently Osiren was on the 70,000 Tons of Metal 
cruise, which I heard was really crazy. People were up early waiting to buy merch and it was just insane. Your videos, your pictures look amazing. Tell us about this experience. What was it like to perform on the ship to interact with fans and other bands? Um, yeah, it was a horrible experience. We didn't enjoy a single moment of it. It was uh, just not, not great at all. Um, no, to, to be honest with you, it was a very, um, very eye-opening experience for us. Uh, very exciting. Um, you know, we wanted to prove that we deserve to be there because a lot of those bands that were on that festival, we've been listening to our entire lives um, and yeah. are very successful. And we were the only Canadian band that no one knew because we we're, were very new on the global scene. And um, we wanted to prove ourselves and we put some pressure on ourselves, but I think we delivered and I think we did a great job. And I think, I think the biggest takeaway for me personally, I, I can't speak for the band, but just watching the, the pros like the people who have been doing this for a very long time and that we look up to to watch how they conduct themselves um day in and day out on, on some kind of festival or some kind of event like that was very um educational and uh just to see how they performed and how well they performed and how tight they were and um it was just it was just like okay now we know what we need to do to take it to the next level so it was it was just a really cool way to to kind of see where we measured up at this point in our careers and where Osiren is at. And uh, I think it allowed us to kind of say, okay, like, this is what we need to do. We need to, to tighten this up. We need to get a little bit more professional in this regard. And, and, uh, and it also allowed us to, to prove to ourselves that we did deserve to be there because we, we thought that we, we held up our end and that we put on great shows and we met some new people and made some new fans and had an absolute blast. So it was a wonderful experience. And if we ever got invited back, we would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I bet you would. I, I just think like listening to you, if this audience here doesn't, they must by now see why I was so interested to interview you. People that know me know how much love I have for so many bands, but with you guys, it's just, there's something about your work ethic and your commitment and you're always pushing yourselves to be better. And as an author, that's just such an amazing thing to talk about and connect with you on. So thank you. That was a really great answer. Um, now you do have a really uh, fairly aggressive upcoming schedule here. So you're starting out with the Loudest Health Festival here in Drumheller in Alberta early August. I think that's the first weekend in August. But then you're launching right into this North American tour with Seven Kingdom, which looks like it's a good portion of August and September. But you're also making a stop at the Rocktastic Open Air in, I believe that's in Europe, uh, anyways, you can tell us about this, but what I'd like to know is how did you get all this lined up? Are you excited? Are you looking forward to it? Is the travel going to be difficult? Like, just talk to us about this and how you prepare and and and, and um, what you're most excited about. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very exciting time for us. It's a, it's a true reflection of the hard work we've put in and the determination and uh, never giving up and, and all that kind of jazz. So it's a reflection of that. And I think we're being re rewarded for that. And, I, and now we've got to go out and do the real work and, and uh, promote ourselves and, and more or less kick ass, yeah. you know, to new markets and new places. Um, but to answer your first question about how we got it, um, you know, I think, I think with any artist, um, you know, unless you're one of those few, very few that are, are able to do it all. And that's like, you know, the, the marketing, that's the, the designing, whatever, album cover or book cover or or um editing or or um mixing or whatever it doesn't matter what your medium is but 
unless you're one of those very few people that can do it all and do it well, um, you need to form a team. You need to build a team around you of people that believe in your art and believe in what you're doing and that will help push that art to where you want to go. And uh, luckily for us, over the last few years, we've worked with um, uh, some very, uh, you know, hardworking people in, in multiple fields that I think uh, have helped us push our, our art to new mar markets and new places. And they've helped us link up with people to get us on this tour. So we're, um, you know, it's a true reflection of that. And also having a manager that, that uh, believes in us as well. Um, and then us as the band and as a camaraderie and as a family um, doing that. But um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of how we got onto it. And then to answer the second question or the back half of that with how we prepare is, um, again, going back to how we've watched other bands, bigger bands and more established bands and how they sound and how they perform and, and whatever. Um, we know we need to bring our rehearsals, our, our musicianship up to a certain level. So we, we rehearse. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm on vacation right now and the boys are doing mm -hmm. that without the singer, which I'm sure they prefer because uh, I'm sure it can get really annoying with the microphone in my hand. But uh, they're going to be getting the music really tight. And then we're going to link up before we go do this uh, Loud as Hell Festival in Southern Alberta, where we're from. And then uh, head out on a North American tour and, and do a, a, sh a sh festival show in Czechia, which will be really nice. So, um, so where exactly yeah, is that stop? Yourself. Sorry, where exactly is that stop? Czechia? Yeah. Yeah, so so it's a really cool festival. It's uh, it's in the Czech Republic. Yeah, okay. Um, it's in the, yeah, it's in the south of the, of the Czech Republic. Um, I just call it Czechia just because I know that a lot of Czechs want to call it Czechia now, and I know that yeah. we call it Czech Republic in North America, but um, I'm going to try and brush up on some Czech, even though it's a really hard language. Yeah. Uh, just so that I can I can say some nice things and, and hopefully uh, talk to the crowd a bit. But um, yeah, it's a really cool festival. It's in it's next to a very old castle in the south of Czechia uh, in a place called Brno, B-R-N-O, oh. uh, yeah, B-R-N-O. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, looking like it's gonna be a really cool um, opportunity for us in front yeah. of a, a new audience, new crowd, and hopefully we can we can uh, sell ourselves. Um, to the highest uh, regard and, and put on the best performance that we can. So that's what we're looking forward to. And, and then we got to hop, hop back to North America and do the rest of the tour in the States and Canada. So that's what we're, we're right. going to be so very that's busy. Like a, be fun. That's be an great. in and out. And then you're back with the North American tour. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel, so we had the opportunity to just go to the Czech Republic for a couple of days recently. I'd never been there. And I just have a feel that they'll really be receptive to your style, just given the style of their metal. And yeah, I just think that'll be fantastic. Um, so one last question about the tour then. You obviously need to have some kind of like pacing and looking after yourselves and, you know, in between the shows, right? Like you need to be very aware of this is two months. This is a lot of work. And when you guys are up there, you're putting out a lot of energy. So um, how do you do that? How do you take care of yourself during that time? Um, well, I think uh, for us as individuals, I think within Osiren, we're, we're relatively really even keeled. Um, kind of um you know we, we we're very kind of um like we do like to to have fun and we do like to go out and, and you know try different beer in every city that we go to and and have uh, have some late nights but we are very uh respectful of our uh, our craft of our musicianship and our and ourselves and we know that if one of us isn't able to bring 100 percent or not able to bring the best they can it could be detrimental to the to the overall performance so i think um 
through trial and error and through living life a little bit, we've all learned the hard way of uh, the, the lifestyle of being um, in a band. And I think that uh, uh, for the most part, we're really, really regimented and, and uh, able to take care of our bodies, which helps take care of our, um, helps take care of our performing. So I think for us, it's going to be a learning curve, like making sure that we're getting enough rest and that we're being patient with one another. Cause we know that living with, multiple individuals in a tight space for <laughs> yeah. a long period of time it can be very frustrating but um you know we're, we're all we're all good friends and and we'll hopefully respect each other's boundaries and um yeah we'll see how it goes we're yeah. gonna give it our all every single night so if that's uh the best show that you've ever seen then we're happy to be part of that and if it's uh, an absolute train wreck you can't say that we didn't try so that's right. uh, that's what we're uh that's what we're all about <laughs> yeah yeah that's fantastic okay Let's move on from this. Um, what I'd like to talk about uh, before we run out of time here is your videos. So as I mentioned, I was really interested in the release strategy that Osiren used leading up to their last album release. And on a regular basis, you were releasing a single with a video, a high quality video. I'm going to bring up Beyond the Sun because... Oh, my God. So for all of you listening, you need to go to their website. Don't worry, I'll provide that. You need to watch Beyond the Sun. A few bars in and the voice is unleashed, woven perfectly with a gut grabbing guitars, bass and savage beat of the drum. I mean, this one really satisfies even the most scrutinizing metal lover right from the start. I find the lyrics deep, self-reflective and powerful. And I'm sure every Osiren lover who listens to this may have their own unique interpretation. That's the beauty of music. But tell us, Reed, what is the meaning behind this song from the band's perspective? Yeah, you know, I think um, I think from a musicality's perspective, first and foremost, um, you know, it, we've always tried to be larger than life and we've always tried to be epic and uh, sounding um, bigger than oneself. And that, that's not just being bigger than the band, but just bigger, you know, bigger than than what we, we maybe feel in our day to day life. So I think musically it sounds very massive and very epic because that is what we try and do. And then from a lyrical standpoint, um, Beyond the Sun um, really comes down to uh, finding um, something or someone or a passion or um you know, a, a, a feeling that maybe um, brings you to a better place, you know, and, and I always, I've always been fascinated with, with space and beyond our existence, because, you know, we really are, we are so minuscule and so insignificant to the universe, you know, and uh, we all are a part of it and we all have a part to play, but in the grand scheme of, of the existence of what we could possibly imagine, we are so small. And um, sometimes when you find someone, you know, it, it could be romantically, it could be friendship, it could be just through a mentorship, or when you find a passion or something in your life that pushes you out of the lowest of lows or brings you to, um, you know, the, your best self, you know, that's a beautiful thing. And uh, I think the song was, is a reflection of that musically. And then lyrically, I think we tried to capture that. So it's just about... Um, going beyond and out of, of what you know and, and becoming larger than yourself and, and being 
the best that you can be. And, and I've heard some people talk about, it sounds like um, overcoming depression or men mental illness and other people saying it's about love and it's all of that. And I don't want it to ever be, I, I don't think the band or myself would ever want it to be mm. anything specific. Yeah. I think we just want it to be, you know, we don't know what's out beyond the sun. Really. We have ideas and uh, that's what we want the song to be is we don't know uh, what it truly will mean to someone else, but hopefully it means that they're, uh, they're understanding that there is something beyond um, and something greater. So that's kind of what, uh, what that song encompasses. Yeah, it is epic. You definitely all need to watch this. Now, a little bit of a lighter, less serious question, but there is a lot of nice hair in this band. You'll see that <laughs> when you watch this video. At the end of the video, you get to see a close-up of each band member in turn, hair blowing in the breeze. So yeah, a lighter yeah. a lighter question, how do you get the breeze and what does it feel like to be standing there with a serious look on your face as your luscious locks are blowing in the wind? Yeah, um, so I'd say... Uh... <laughs> I mean, that was just like a creative decision, something that we uh, we were just like, oh, like it would be pretty epic if we had a very bright uh, light coming down onto our face as if we were looking at the sun and yeah. the heat waves or the energy of the sun was, you know, it's just kind of like a creative decision. But um, now that you pointed it out, yeah, I think the band has uh, really tried hard to to put on a, a look and an image is I, I think any great product um, or, or, or group of individuals or, or companies or whatever would try and do is try to really sell what you're what you're doing you know and and so uh yeah i think we all take care of ourselves you know i i like my long hair i think uh, i think a lot a lot of the um well i think a lot of the, the band members want to keep growing their hair out and making it look good and if we end up having awards down the, the line of best hair then we'll take it you know we'd prefer the music but if it's best hair then we'll take that too i know well i mean now like you can't really see Reed's hair, Reed's hair here today in all its glory. Um, but when you watch the videos, you will. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with having the great hair to go with the great talent. I mean, uh, like now you kind of have to keep it. You're so you're known for it. Um, okay, so a couple more questions because we are getting close to the end here. But I'm going to jump ahead here because I really want to ask you a little more about this release strategy and specifically your collaboration on some of these um, videos that you did leading up to the release of Momentous. Collaboration is a really important topic for many creatives from authors to musicians. And on Momentous, you, you really achieved some outstanding collaboration. So uh, what I wanna talk about is the deafening and this is another video that you can see on their website and I highly encourage it. Uh, the deafening features both Stu Block and Percival Schutenbach. It is just amazing. You need to watch this. It's essentially, in my interpretation, a battle of two metal gods, two voices that transcend <laughs> beyond worldly sounds, at times battling, at times melding. You pair this with the persistent percussion, the guitar and the bass that grabs you by the pit of your gut. And honestly, you're just taken for a wild ride. It's powerful. So what I want to ask you specifically about is... How did you achieve this collaboration with these amazing artists? How did you build those relationships and coordinate the production? And yeah, just tell us about how you did this because this is a really interesting topic. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's very smart for any artist or anyone that is at a smaller stage or beginning, like kind of at a, um, you know, 
not as developed stage of their career to find ways to either collaborate with artists that are established or that have created a successful career or to learn from them regardless, you know, asking questions or learning just by visually or audibly or whatever. Um, so I think for us, it was a really, really important and paramount tactic for us on this record because we knew that we had an opportunity to really make a splash with Momentous. Well, we felt anyway, and, and we felt like we did in the end, but it was a, a way strategically for us to try and um, reach more people and, and really kind of bring our, our music and our art to a higher level. So uh, working with Percival out of Poland um, was really cool and creative. They're, they're on three songs. Um, they're on three songs um, in this uh, record. And uh, they, they did the music for The Witcher 3 uh, video game. And a lot of the mm -hmm. guys... Uh, play video games, which is cool. I mean, I, I don't do a lot of it, but a lot of the guys do. And uh, there was the idea of what if we reached out to them and had them do some some music with us and uh, to help elevate our music, uh, which they, they agreed. And uh, because Krzysztof in the band is Polish, he was able to converse in, in Polish. It was very kind of um, comfortable and, and uh, cohesive and, and um, great collaboration. And then with Stu Block, the, the nice thing with Stu... Um, is that he's a Canadian metal legend, in our opinion. Um, you know, and, and rightfully so, he should be viewed as that because he's one of the greatest metal voices of all time. Um, and he's toured the world and he's, he's you know, been with um, fantastic artists and uh, influential artists. And um, when we reached out to him uh, and he was wanting to, to be a part of it, it was just a dream come true because... Uh, I've been listening to Stu since I was 15, 16, and just to sing a duet with uh, someone who I look up to and that has influenced my voice was just um, awe-inspiring and, and very humbling. Um, and then I guess just to bring it to the video, the fact that he was willing to fly in um, and be a part of the music video was just incredible. Um, and got to meet him, super down-to-earth, super humble, very informative uh and uh, we had a great experience and i think we put forward i think the best video that we we possibly could do as a band and with Stu. and uh that's a shout out to, to seth williams as well for um directing and putting that together and it was just a wonderful experience it's something that i'll cherish uh for the rest of my career yeah wow that's amazing i mean so listen to read there's nothing wrong with reaching out and asking. And I'm learning that as an author too. I've had some really great collaborations now. And sometimes you think like, oh, I don't know if I can reach out to this person. But you know, if you if you form your communication um, professionally and sincerely, and they're interested, great. If they're not, they're not. And but you're not going to find those collaborations if you don't start to ask and if you don't start to build those relationships. So yeah, I was really excited. And you guys listening, you have to watch this video because it is just amazing to see the two um, voices in this circle singing on this. It's just, it, it'll just blow you away. So you really have to watch this. Okay. Let's do one more like big question here. Um, maybe we'll talk a little bit about your packaging. So when you think about like the packaging of a book, um, I'm interested to ask you about the packaging of an album because you have this killer artwork and it is a package. It has to go onto the physical CD and in the thing. So tell us about like, who does your artwork? How do you work with them to make sure that your voice is represented? 
Um, yeah, tell us about that first. Yeah, um, well, for the in terms of artwork, what we've done over the last couple of records is we've gone um, online to search uh, artists um, around the world. Um, and uh, this particular artist on Momentus, I, the, the name escapes me, so I apologize about that. But we do have it documented, obviously, online. And, and if you purchase the record or if you just look up the credits. Um, but, but essentially what we like to do is we like to bring forward song titles, lyrics, um, maybe the concept of what we're trying to portray. So this one, this record wasn't a concept album per se, but it had a lot of conceptual uh, and consistent themes and, um, you know, storytellings and, and whatever. So we just kind of bundled that all up into a package and we send it to some artists that we really like their work um, okay. and we thought could do a good job. And then we let them interpret that. And uh, what you see for Momentus is what that artist uh, heard with, with the songs or the lyrics or whatever we gave them. And um, yeah, it's just kind of, uh, kind of their interpretation of it which is really cool and really unique it allows another artist somewhere in the world to uh to, to have their spin on it which is really nice so um yeah we got that and i think it i think it turned out great and um now it's everywhere so it's fantastic it's beautiful so for all these all of you listening to you can go on their website and you can also get i've got this beautiful tank top which has the uh artwork on it and it's just amazing <laughs> so you can grab some swag so before I let you go, the, the last question I want to ask you is Reed is actually in a number of bands and projects, and I've been uh, following him in Calgary here, going to some of his other shows as well. And it just blows me away to see your ability to commit as much to these other projects as you are to Osiren. So whether I see you with Osiren or in one of your other bands, you're always there 100% quality, energy, commitment. Um, tell us a little bit about your time management and how you manage to do all of this. Well, I think when it comes to time management, this goes for anyone of any profession or any passion. The one thing that I have, uh, I have learned is um, you need to make sure the people that you associate with, though it may be difficult for them, they have to be understanding and patient with you. Um, because as long as you hold up your end of the bargain where you're going to be able to give a hundred percent of what you have, um, and that may not be your hundred percent, but that may be 80% or 60%, but it's a hundred percent of what you're able to give day in and day out. And you're never not giving it your all. As long as you hold up your end of the bargain, then you hope that they reciprocate that by understanding and being patient with you and what you have going on. So I think that um, I'm very fortunate and lucky that with my relationship um, with my partner, um, she has been understanding and supportive. And then with uh, my bands and the members in those bands and my family um, yeah. and my friends, I think that they, uh, they understand that when I am there and I am with them, that I am, and I may not be 100%, um, that I'm giving 100% of what I have. And I think as long as you hold that end of the bargain and you, and you give it your all, and you leave nothing else out there in all aspects of your life, then I think that that is a, a great way to go about it um, with time management because uh, it really is a lot and you really don't have a lot of time for yourself. Um, but it's, it's what you want out of life. It's what you want. And, and I want to be, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a successful musician and, and I want to achieve my dreams. And, you know, hopefully the people around me understand where I'm coming from. And in turn, I, 
I, I will always listen and try to understand where they're coming from too. Yeah. Well, that's really good advice. And any show you see with Reed, you definitely can feel that he's giving everything he has that night. Even as someone in the audience, you feel like he's giving you everything he can. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being here with us today. It's it's just been really amazing to talk to you. And I know you're sliding us in between all your shows and tours and you're even on vacation right now. So thank you so much, Reed. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. Um, really appreciate it. Thank you for the wonderful questions and for welcoming me, uh, welcoming me into your community and uh, to be a part of this. So thank you. Yes, anytime. I'm going to sign off now. So an earthly thank you to Reed for joining us today and a hellish thank you to all of you, our listeners, for tuning in. We'll see you next time.